invite all of us to stand together as we share in the reading of God's Word this morning from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11. Just one brief verse. Would you join me in reading? So continue encouraging each other and building each other up, just like you are doing already. This is the Word of God for the people of God. Thank you. I assure you, I assure you there's nothing that deserved any of that applause. When I was a little boy, I kind of, sort of, halfway wanted to learn how to play the piano. I think I actually even took a lesson or two. Obviously, that did not materialize. And I went on to other interests. But I have often wondered through the years, what if along the way in those early days, what if the people around me had encouraged me? What if my family, for example, had flooded me with encouragement and they told me, wow, Stuart, You've got a gift there. You've got potential. You need to keep at this. One day you may be playing in church one day. I wonder if things would have turned out any different. We're talking about the family uh, in our current series. And we're looking together at things that, the components in family life that can make family flourish and be a beautiful reality. We're looking at those things that can help each member of that family be all that God intended them to be. And today, our topic is encouragement. One of the most important components in your family being what God intends it to be one of the most important components for people in your family to realize their full potential is encouragement. You show me a family in which there's always arguing and tension and regret. I'll show you a family where there's not a great deal of encouragement being offered to one another. You show me a family where the people who live in that house live with confidence, live with a sense of support, 
live with uh, a sense of uh, love for one another and a sense of positivity in their heart, I promise you that will be a home in which encouragement is a daily activity. In our text today, Paul is writing to the early Christian believers and he wants them to know that Christ one day is going to return. But we don't know how long that's going to be. And so he says to them that, look, in between now and when Christ returns, life is challenging. We're up against a lot here. We face persecution. He wanted to say something to give them courage, to give them hope. And Paul knew he was a genius when it came to understanding the human psyche. He knew the power of encouragement to the human heart. And so he says to them, so continue encouraging each other and building each other up. Folks, that passage is screaming with possibilities for your family. It's screaming at it. And so this morning, what I want you to do is I want you to set aside your cell phone, stop your texting, get off the Facebook, turn it off, put it aside. For the next 30 minutes or, or whatever, please don't let anything else distract you, but give attention so that we might hear God's Word for us through this passage. You see, God wants you to understand something about encouragement. God wants you to understand the importance of encouragement in your family. He wants you to do a better job at encouragement than you currently are. Why? First of all, God wants you to know the power the incredible power of encouragement. I mean, look at the Word itself. Just the Word tells us some very important things. Look at it. Encouragement. When you offer encouragement to somebody, you know what you are doing? You aren't merely being nice and thoughtful. You are infusing courage into that other person. Courage that can help them overcome some self-doubt. Courage that can enable them to stand up to some challenge that they're facing. Uh, courage to pursue some dream that they are wanting to pursue. Courage to do great things with their life. Encouragement. You are putting courage into that other person. By the same token, the opposite is true with discouragement. When you speak discouragement to folks, you know what you're doing? You're not just being rude. You're not just being unkind. You are draining courage out of them. 
courage that otherwise could give them hope and strength. You are draining them of courage that is likely to put in them a spirit of self-doubt and defeat. So, there is tremendous power in encouragement. It is putting courage into that other person. Here's an example. Years ago, there was a young man by the name of Stephen Morris. Now, Stephen was a special needs child in Miss Bernarducci's kindergarten class. Stephen was a skinny little African-American boy who happened to be blind. And even though his blindness was a huge negative impact in his self-esteem, and he really struggled with that. But Miss Bernarducci understood his situation, and she, she loved little Stephen, and she discovered that even though he was completely blind, he had an amazing capacity to hear. One day in class, the class mascot, a little mouse, got out of his cage. And it was running around somewhere in the, in the classroom. So Miss Bernarducci said, boys and girls, we have to find the mouse. And so they all started looking. While everybody else was looking... Stephen was listening. And even in the midst of all the commotion in the room, he was able to hear a scratching sound coming from the trash can. And so he told Miss Bernarducci to go look in the trash can, and sure enough, she did, and there was the mouse. She told the little boys and girls to all come over, and they congratulated Stephen for finding the mouse. And he felt like a million bucks. They rallied around him and cheered him. Miss Bernarducci said, Stephen, you are truly a wonder. The nickname stuck. They started calling him Stephen the Wonder. Next year, little Stephen decided to take piano lessons. He did really well. His teachers encouraged him. Told him what a great job he was doing. It made a difference. Stephen Morris, nicknamed Stevie Wonder, went on to make a tremendous impact on American music. Now, what enabled a shy, withdrawn, little blind kid become a music legend? The power of encouragement. I love that biblical story of Moses and the Israelites. They were, they were in the midst of battle with a warring nation. And uh, as, as the armies fought it out on the battlefield, Moses uh, stood off on the top of a hill and, uh, and he stood there as an encouragement to his troops. And uh, he held the staff of God in his hand. It was the staff that for them was a symbol of God's strength and God's power and God's deliverance. And as long as he held that staff, the, the warriors, they would look up and they would see Moses standing there with it and they drew courage from it. It was a great encouragement to them. But Moses grew tired. I mean, he was an old man and he couldn't hold it up very long, so he would lower his arm and he'd lower the staff. And they noticed that when the staff was no longer visible to the warriors, uh, they, they began to, some of their courage 
evaporated and they found that the enemy was about to take them over. They would retreat. And then Moses would, would hold the, the staff up again. They would see him and they would draw encouragement from it and they would go back into battle and defeat, to defeat the enemy. Well, this went on for a while, up, down, up, down. Finally, Aaron and her realized the connection. And so they came and they stood both on, on either side of him and together they raised up Moses' arms and had propped his arms up holding the, the, the staff of God so that it remained high for all the warriors to see. And seeing that staff, there was a power that they experienced to win the battle. Think about it. When you take the time to offer encouragement to somebody, you're not just being nice. You're not just being thoughtful. You are instilling in that person courage that could very well make a difference in their life. God wants you to understand and to be better at encouragement. Secondly, for this reason, God wants you to understand that all of us need encouragement. All of us. Don't think for one second that there's a member of your family that is so self-confident, that is so self-assured, that they don't need encouragement. Let me tell you, trust me, they need it. They hunger for it. They appreciate it as much as you do. Mark Twain was a pretty successful person, pretty self-confident. One day he said this, I can live two months off of one compliment. Arguably one of the best coaches of any sport across the field was the great legendary coach of the UCLA Bruins, John Wooden. During his time as coach there, he took that team to 11 national championships. The reason John, uh, John Wooden was such a great coach is he understood that all of his players needed encouragement. And so one of the first things he would do at the start of a new season, he'd get his players together, and he would say this, anytime you make a basket, person, the player that made the basket, you are required to as soon as you can turn around, wink at, smile at, point to the player who threw you the ball to give you that assist. One day, he was given that that speech, and one of the freshmen who hadn't sat in on this coach's meeting before said, well, coach, what if that other player, what if they're not looking? John Wooden looked at him and said, son, I promise you, they will be looking. We all long for, need, encouragement. 
I have a file in my office that I've had a little over 30 years now. It's called my encouragement file. And over the years, uh, if, if someone sends me a, a note or thanking me for a sermon or something that, something that had benefited them from the ministry of the church, if, if someone sends me a note or whatever, uh, a lot of times I'll, I'll keep that. And I'll put it in a, that encouragement file. And whenever I go through a time of self-doubt, feeling like maybe what I'm doing doesn't make a difference, or maybe in a time when I might come under a lot of criticism and I'm feeling pretty low, you know what I'll do? I'll go to that encouragement fight. And I'll just open it up. And I'm thinking I'll start, well, I'll just read one or two. But I just find that I just want to drink it in. And so I'll sit there, and I'll read all the notes from my encouragement file. And you know, it's amazing what spending some time doing that will do in your spirit. Somehow it just gives you a boost. It helps you realize that uh, what you're doing is of value. And you are making a difference. You might be surprised to know that I do not keep a discouragement file. Why would I? Discouragement's not what I need. It's not what you need. It does, it's not what gives life and courage to you. It's encouragement. All of us need encouragement. Everybody in your family needs and longs for and thrives off encouragement. If you aren't, if you aren't flooding the folks in your family with encouragement, you are denying them something as desperately needed for their soul as air is needed to their lungs. It's that important. And then God wants you to, to be better at this encouragement thing with your family because God wants you to understand that the encouragement we long for the most is from our family. The encouragement we long for most is from our family. I'll never forget uh, when uh, our middle son, Tim, was six or eight, maybe ten years of age. Uh, he was playing baseball. And um, Tim was a pretty good baseball player, but uh, he struggled at the bat, at the plate a little bit. And, uh, his goal that season was to at least make one home run. And so it was a beautiful spring day, kind of like what we've been having, and Tim's at the plate. And uh, first ball is thrown, he strikes, he misses. I don't know how many pitches it was, but all I remember is that one of those pitches, Tim connected, that bat hit that ball, and that ball soared out, into the outfield. And because the outfielders were kind of clumsy and couldn't get it in quick enough, Tim rounds the bases. He has hit a home run. Now, 
the little boys, the rest of the boys on the team, they all come out of the dugout. They're ready to give him high five, embrace him, congratulate him. Never forget what happened. Tim's running around first, second, third. He's headed to home. He touches home plate, makes a turn towards the dugout. But before going to the dugout to get the accolades from his team, you know what he does? He runs out the gate, over to the bleachers, runs up to his mama, puts his arms around her and says, Mama, I hit a home run just for you. His teammates' accolades were important, but nothing compared to his mama's. When a boy catches a fly ball out of the center field, he turns to the stands to see who's looking. Whose face does he most want to see? Moms or dads or grandparents. When a little girl takes a bow after a dance recital, whose applause is it more than anybody else's that she wants to hear? It's her family's. Encouragement that comes from others is, is huge. But encouragement that comes from our family? Wow. That tops it all. Now, unfortunately... Not everybody hears those kind of messages from their family. As a pastor, you get to see the best of people, you get to see the worst of people. And I've seen and known people who long for encouragement from their family. But you know what they got? Whether they were a little, little child or whether they were a grown adult, here's what they got from family. Can't you do anything right I cannot believe how you've messed this up again. You're never going to amount to anything. Are you really that stupid? What is wrong with you? Listen, don't kid yourself. There are husbands, there are wives, there are teenagers, there are children in this church who live with that reality every day. They are hungering, they are starving for encouragement from you. Now, they're probably not going to have the courage to tell you that they need it. So I'm going to tell them for you. I'm going to tell you for them. They are looking to you for encouragement. Please, don't let them down. Don't let them down. If there's any place in the world encouragement needs to come from, it needs to be among those people that know us the best. And that's family. Some of us this morning, we're hurting, we're broken, we're confused, we're, we're angry maybe because 
Maybe it goes way, way back, or maybe it's something current, but the people who were supposed to be encouraging us along the way, they, had, they didn't do it. They're not doing it now. And maybe you're feeling broken, and maybe you're feeling angry, but listen, if there was some way we could bring those family members back and hold them accountable for their lack of encouragement, we would do that. But we can't do that, can we? We can't do it. And so if there's any of you this morning who are on the short end of a stick when it came to encouragement being given to you, let me just say this. You are a child of God. Your Heavenly Father thinks you are amazing. Your Heavenly Father has confidence in you. Your Heavenly Father loves you beyond your wildest imagination. Your Heavenly Father wants to infuse in you courage to do great things with your life. Maybe there's some of us this morning who got all the encouragement that we needed, and yet we are not giving encouragement the way that we need to. And we're so busy with our own lives doing our thing, we're blind to the reality that there are people right under our nose who are crying inside for encouragement that they want more than anything else to come from you. Hear God's voice this morning saying to you, encouragement is huge. There's power in it. All of us need it. And we need it more from family than anybody else. Who is there in your family? Whether they're living under the same roof with you or whether they're living somewhere else on the other side of the world. Is there somebody in your family that, truth be told, desperately needs encouragement? And maybe the person they need it most from is you. What's your plan for offering encouragement to those people? just a minute, we're going to sing our, our closing hymn. Spirit of the Living God. It's just a simple one verse. We're going to sing it through twice. But as we sing it together, I want to just open this altar up for any of us who feel the need to come uh, and pray. Maybe we're looking for encouragement from a Heavenly Father. It's here for the asking. Maybe we're here and we're feeling convicted because we know we haven't given encouragement like we needed. Then you, you come... You confess that. You ask God to help you do a better job. We cannot overestimate the power that encouragement can make in another person's life. Let's pray. Oh God, we just pray that you would convict our hearts this morning. Speak to us the message that we need to hear. And may we, oh God, leave this place knowing maybe more than we did before, just how valuable and important this gift of encouragement is that we're called to give one another. In the name and spirit of Christ we pray. Amen.